Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. Steph is finally back in Melbourne. Yes, today, as of recording. How long were you gone? Four months? Five months? Five months. Five months. Yes. Yes. It was a long five months. Hence the sparsity of our episodes, because sometimes Steph was in places where there was... No reception. (laughs) No reception at all. Um, But you're back now, uh, still living in your caravan camper van still in the caravan yeah um housing is definitely on the to-do list (laughs) and since you've been back do you well you've only been back a day but you've got you've done another (laughs) like long trip do you feel like a a changed woman Mm, good question i i feel like anytime like even if it's a short-term trip or a long-term trip travel always definitely does change you Mm -hmm. in a way for sure But I was thinking about that question, and for this week, when I knew we were going to catch up, I was like, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you always, you know, I I almost feel like it's become a bit of a cliche where people are like, ooh, travel, travel will change you. Yeah. But it's like, what, what does that mean? What exactly does does it it mean? Yeah, the specifics of it. I was thinking about this and how travel has changed me, maybe not so much on this trip, but how it's changed over the years and what I've seen in other people as well. And the first one, we've talked about this a lot. And I think we talked about it a lot in the episode with Mike Corey of Fearless and Far, where fear is so often in your mind. So there's so many people who say they would like to do trips, they would like to do things, but they have all these, you know, oh, well, what if this happens? Or, oh, you know, I've heard this about this country. They just have all these fears that are honestly mostly unfounded. And it takes that first big leap of jumping into a trip to realize that fear is in your mind. Mostly, mostly caveat. Yeah. Um, always be safe kids. But this is why so often you hear about people 
often are needing to overcome something before a big life-changing trip. If you've ever seen the movie Wild by Cheryl Strayed, in that movie, you know, she has a lot of things going on in her life and the trip she goes on and embarks on is to overcome that. And so often in movies and books, when people go on these big trips, um, something catastrophic catastrophic has happened in their everyday life that they can't avoid. And escapism, so escaping, dealing with, or maybe it's their method of dealing with, that catastrophic issue is to go and do something big, leave the country, go out. And it's that forced departure that pushes us to realize that our fears were unfounded. So it's like even I think back to when you and I went to London, Mm -hmm. I would say that was my first really big thing. And what I was overcoming was I was at the end of the road at my job. Like it was a great job and I was loving it, but I was in a rut. I was in such a rut. So, you know, us booking that trip to London was how I was forcing myself out of that rut. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I'm thinking of it from... Because I think, and this maybe doesn't tie into like how it changes you, but I think there's then also people that maybe don't go on a big trip because they think they need some big event, you know, happening in their life as well. And sometimes it's like, you know, you can do these big long trips or travel the world without having some like existential crisis in your life. A hundred percent what you just said, I think. And I think it's a very specific personality type who, for and I'm just talking your first mm-hmm. big trip here or your first big leap. Certain personality types, yeah, they'll just do it. But I think there are so many people who need that push um, because all those fears hold them back. And then once you make that jump, make that leap, uh, you realize all that fear was in your mind. And I think that's what I one of the things I love about travel and big trips and um, doing these things is that once you make that leap, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. So you now know that most of your fears are unfounded and you do look at the world with a different lens from then on. I think a lot of it as well, if you know, you you do look at, you know, a lot of people that do these big trips, a lot of the time it is solo. And I almost wonder if like a part of the reason people don't do it is the fear of being alone. I think that's a lot of people's <laughs> big fears in life is being lonely just being on their own and I think we've talked about this many times um and I know you know for me anyways after doing so many solo trips like it's as you said like the first time I was like oh this is gonna be weird am I gonna be lonely Uh, you know how am I gonna manage Mm -hmm. doing all these things on my own and uh, yeah once once I did it the fear was totally gone and you know, I quite happily travel solo all the time. Uh, not all the time, but a lot of the time now. But even like being on my own and being with my own thoughts and, you know, just doing my own thing in my everyday life is a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. now than I think it used to be, say, 10 years ago. You know, I couldn't stand Absolutely. just being at home on my own. I always had to be, you know, with people doing something. You know, I was never just content with still and in the moment on my own just at home doing nothing. Well, I think it's really interesting that you say that because um, just talk about the importance of being happy alone. They say that with obviously the pandemic and all the different lockdowns going on around the world that expats, and I'm going to lump in with that 
solo travelers have been better able to cope with the pandemic and the lockdowns Mm -hmm. because you've experienced social isolation before. So it's not an entirely new concept. Um, If you've moved to a different country where, you know, you've gone through the process of needing to meet new people, the whole idea of social isolation isn't new. Um, And I think that's definitely why. And you and I talked about this a few times. We definitely you know, rode the wave, highs and lows through Mm -hmm. the lockdowns and everything that's happened in the past year. But overall, when I look at how I've coped with it versus other people, I do think I've coped with it a lot better because of the isolation I experienced, you know, when I moved here and at other times in my life. I mean, I was the same when I first came to London after you left. When you left, I I was basically alone. I didn't know anyone. Like, I had no family here. I had no friends. And that was really tough for the first... Mm. you know three months before I really got settled you know found a a couple friends I was lucky you know where I was working but yeah I kind of look back to that and I think I thought the same in in with lockdown I'm like would I have coped now 10 11 well what was it 10 years ago 10 years later uh, like would I have been going as crazy as I was 10 years ago because I was being on my own for those three months it was very like it was weird. I'm like, I never want to feel that way again because it was horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I think I actually experienced what you would consider, like, loneliness. But, yeah, like, I, I think of it now where I'm at home and just like, yeah, I can get through this. I've done it before. I'll come out the other side kind of thing. Yes. So I think, yeah, definitely the importance of being being happy alone and enjoying time with yourself is a huge one that comes mm. with not just long-term trips, solo travel, any kind of trip, really. And I think, yeah. And another way I find it changes you is that, and I love this one so much, is that you realize this is when you learn over and over again, not just that first time, is that you're capable of so much more than you think you are. Mm. So travel puts us into situations um, that we honestly never envision ourselves in. And when you're put in those situations, you discover, like, I don't know, you're just your own ability to overcome things. Yeah, I think also sometimes you realize those situations that you get put in are not as bad as you like pictured them in your head. You know what I mean? Like, as you said, you get you get through them. And maybe that's part of it because you, you know, once you overcome one obstacle and then you overcome another one, the next one that comes, you know, comes up, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I've dealt with these two before. I can can deal (laughs) with this. You know, like that was like you and I when you know, an ISIS car bomb exploded down, down the street from our, our hostel. We're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's scary, but we're like, we'll figure this out if we have to leave. Everyone else was a lot more scared than we were. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, if we have to evacuate, if we have to like, we'll be fine. We, you know, we know we'd planned for it. We knew where the embassy was, you know, we knew all the important, uh, important details. If, if we did (laughs) need to make a mad dash out of Egypt, or hasty exit yes um i love that one because i just find this one like when you realize how much you're capable of you constantly feel like um you're becoming a better version of yourself and i think that's such an important thing for people and you know this ties into not just travel but just pushing yourself outside your comfort zone wherever you are Uh, yeah you can do that at home in different ways you just got to push yourself and then once you do things you didn't think you could do, you're like, damn, I'm I'm a bit of a badass. Yeah, it's true. Well, and so that one was, that's kind of a very mental one, but taking it a little bit physical now, 
Um, I think one that I've really taken on is that you don't need much to be happy. Obviously, we live in a society where consumerism and owning things and owning lots of things kind of is dominant in our everyday life. Like, Mm -hmm. how much advertising do you see every single day? If you go to a mall, like, I cringe in malls. But traveling reminds us just, like, our basic needs for happiness. Yeah. Well, and even, like, the type of trip you're taking as well. Like, I think, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of money on a vacation or a trip. Like, there's people that just don't, I think, sometimes travel because they're like, oh, it's too expensive. It's like, it doesn't have to be. Like, you can, you know, we've talked about it many times. You can stay, uh, you know, do couch surfing. You can stay in hostels. You can find, uh, like, rent a room at someone's house. Like, it doesn't have to be the glitz and glam of getting a hotel and hiring private cars or whatever like I do know people that right. in their head because they haven't traveled a lot they're like wow I can't do that because I can't it's, afford it's expensive yeah. it's like it doesn't have to be you can you know you don't need a lot when you're traveling you can take a backpack with you you can travel light you know yeah and even just you know a suitcase and a good attitude like that's all you need to embark on an amazing trip and yeah. I think and I don't want to say you know, luxuries are bad. So mm. one of the things I've picked up about when I travel is that I really learn what luxuries I really appreciate. And I have an understanding that that's what they are. They're a luxury. They're not a critical element of my happiness. Like mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for a clothes dryer more than most, I think, because I've gone long periods of time without them. Right. Um, so for me, I'm like, oh, dryer but you know you don't need that and I think when you live without yeah it's very to appreciate what you do have I was gonna say for me it's a hair dryer <laughs> yes like I yes. I I used to be I mean not so much anymore but just like quite obsessive about styling my hair like Steph you remember me when I had like my my bangs yeah. and I used to like tease my hair you used a lot of hairspray I used yeah. a lot of hairspray because I have really like <laughs> thin hair but I, and I used to like tease it all up anyways and I I remember like when anytime I travel somewhere and I didn't have a hair dryer I was like oh my god I have to let my hair air dry and like now that's fine but anytime I do stay somewhere I'm like oh my god there's a hair dryer I'm like I'm gonna use this and I'm going to appreciate it yeah <laughs> which before I would have never you know thought like I don't know, a hairdryer. I was like, this is an essential. It's not. It's a luxury. (laughs) But I just think it's so good to have that appreciation because there's so many things in our everyday lives we take for granted. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we would really need to evaluate what's critical to happiness and what what do we just enjoy. Pedicures as well. Pedicures. I love a good... Although I do get those a lot when I'm traveling. Well, I was going to say, I usually will get one, like depending on where I am. It doesn't matter what type of trip I've done. Like the day before I leave, I'll usually try to find like a spa somewhere and I'll be like, yeah, fancy my feet up because I've done a lot of walking the last few weeks and I always (laughs) do appreciate those like pedicures abroad. I don't know. I get them here a lot, but you know. I love a good pedicure. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, (laughs) moving from a pedicure into um, kind of the next one I was thinking about was just, um, Okay, I'm going to start. Actually, I'm going to start this off with a little story. So the other day I caught myself saying to someone, I said, you need to learn to differentiate between what is annoying and what matters. Mm -hmm. Because 
so often things that bother you or things that get under your skin, you're given a new kind of perspective when you're traveling and you learn to differentiate what's actually important to you versus what's just noise. Okay. Um, you reevaluate what's important in life. Because sometimes I find people, every single little single thing that annoys them, they blow up about. Right. And I'm like, I understand maybe that annoyed you, but did it matter? Because if it doesn't matter, don't blow up. Don't have the production. Um, just don't move react. On. Don't react if it doesn't actually. I mean, yeah, we learn this in therapy, don't we? <laughs> it's, like, it's all about how you react to situations. Yeah. Well, and that's what I've just never understood. So I find like everything that happens, I put it into perspective. Like when I'm angry or when I'm really frustrated, the first question I'm asking in my head is like, does this matter? And am I going to remember this in a few years? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And if the answer is no... Then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to table this or I'm going to walk away or I'm going to like just that perspective. Whereas sometimes I feel like when you get caught up in the just daily grind and there's nothing different going on, it's very easy to forget that. So like when you're traveling, mm -hmm. you just get that perspective of what matters and what doesn't because and it's this one's kind of an all encompassing example of all the other ones. Like you've overcome something. So that hard situation you were put in, but didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. This one's going to be a little bit funny because we just talked a lot about solo travel and overcoming things and all the things you can do on your own. But then also traveling. Have you found, I found you let go a lot of your ego when you're traveling and not just your ego, like travel humbles you in ways that you don't imagine so you get put into situations where you need help and either you ask for it or someone just steps up and offers and you realize you're more infallible sometimes and that you know having a tribe well, you're Sorry, a lot more ahead. vulnerable I think that's yes that's, that's a good word yeah 
that's the word I think of. You you are, you know, nobody likes to be vulnerable and especially in our day-to-day lives. We like to think we've got our shit together and, you know, it's I think as you said when you're traveling, things like getting lost or yes, direction um, asking for help or whatever it might be. You have to cuz I know, you know, the first few times I traveled and I didn't want to be that person. I was like, "No, I've got this figured out. I've got a map and I've got Um, you know, I understand enough of the language or whatever it was. And I was like, I don't need anyone's help. And I soon realized that is not the case. And I'm going to have to be a bit vulnerable and I'm going to have to like speak to people and, you know, even like letting people know that I was on my own, like for whatever reason, I didn't want people to know, like I was by myself when I was traveling, um, because I thought that was also a taboo. (laughs) Yeah. And she's by herself. quickly... Yeah, and I quickly learned that it's not, and people don't care, and yeah, they you know, don't that, at all. Again, yeah. ties into my everyday life. I mean, I guess it's a case of people like you care more than other people do. Yeah, always. And I think a good example of this one for me was when I was traveling around the United States in 2017. Um, my credit card was compromised, so. Um, my bank called me. They said there were a whole bunch of fraudulent charges. They were canceling the card. So I was just dependent on cash for the next month, which was fine. You can get by on cash, but there's situations. So for example, I checked into a hotel for a few days on that trip because I needed to work, um, and not be traveling. And when I got to the hotel, obviously they want you, they want a credit card to hold the room. And I couldn't give them one. I explained that. And they said, okay, well, what we need from you. They gave me a form and I had to get someone else to put their credit card and do a credit card authorization form that I could use someone else's. So I'm calling my parents and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, trying to get a hold of them. And so I'm just sitting in the hotel lobby literally for like two hours. And so this man comes up to me and he's like, okay, not to be weird, but why are you sitting in a hotel lobby with all your stuff? Like, are you leaving? Are you checking in? What are you doing here? And I kind of gave him the short version. I'm like, oh, I don't have a credit card. And and this man that I literally just met was like, that's ridiculous. Come here. And he just gave the hotel my, his credit card. Yeah. This man who didn't know me. And it was just like someone really stepping up in that time of need. And it was just such a sense of relief. Like, oh, problem over. And I think... It's a really good skill for people to have also because a lot of people don't have this. And you just kind of touched on this is being able to receive help, accept help. Yeah. 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 Being like, yes, thank you. I mean, yeah, I have like not on the same level as yours, but (laughs) I remember when I was leaving Borneo a few years ago and I I got a a taxi to come pick me up. My flight was whatever time and I didn't have cash on me. And it was pissing down rain. And the closest cash point was like a 10 minute walk. And I was like, Mm. fuck, what am I going to do? And the girl I'd been rooming with for the week, because this was on a group trip. She's like, I'll give you $10. (laughs) You know, I was like, (laughs) no, it's fine. It's fine. She's like, it is $10. I was like, but I'm probably never going to see you again to pay you back. She's like, it is $10. Let me give this to you. It's fine. Like, you know, it's just little things like that where it's like, just accept it. And then, you know, if we ever do see each other again. I'll return the favor. I'll buy her a drink. Like, but I'd be the same. I'd be like, put myself in those shoes. I'm like, if it was me, I'd be like, just take $10. It's totally fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's the one I really love because accepting help. And I think about all the different people who have helped me on the ways. Cause to be honest, there's been a lot. I could not have traveled yeah. the way I've traveled, obviously without all the people who've really stepped up. 
and now just where I'm in a better position, I'm, I'm actively trying to pay all that help back to new travelers. So it's not the same people, but yeah. just paying it forward now, um, to people who were, who are now in the position I was in when I was traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, when you like accept help or ask for help and you know, you do find actually more people are willing to help than not. That again, you yes. can kind of take that, you know, you take that into your day-to-day life and you do realize it. like, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of shitty people in the world, but you actually realize you're like, eh, there's actually, you know, there is a lot more good people. Um, there's a lot of which, good people. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes your day-to-day. Like I used to sometimes feel like I'm walking around even in my neighborhood and just like, I don't know, looking around being like, all these people are probably shitheads and you know <laughs> oh, that's like, a horrible or, but you know what I, no but you know and i don't I'm, I'm using that as a very like amplified yeah. you know I, I don't actually think that but like it's easy to assume everyone because yes you know what we read in the news it's so easy to assume everyone's horrible but then once you start getting yourself in these situations where you need help and you're asking for help or accepting help then yeah you you walk around with a bigger smile on your face with, you know, the people that you see walking down the street and then your whole perspective changes where you then start assuming that everyone's good, <laughs> you know? Well, I'm going to assume this guy <laughs> is a good person. Absolutely. Maybe he's not, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you might get it wrong, but, um, but think about how it even changes you in terms of how approachable you are. If you're walking right. out into a city or wherever you are with the assumption that everyone is shit and maybe there's a few good ones versus, there, you know, people are good and there's a few bad ones. That's going to change how people perceive you. Yeah, because it's going to change even your body language. Like exactly. How you come off as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, too. So it's like the more good you put out, the more good you attract. Um, yeah. So when you believe there's good people, those st- good people start being drawn to you. Yeah, and uh, it is yeah, true. And when you're traveling, you see the best in people. That's true. Well, I like that. If you're giving off negativity, the worst people are the ones that give off all the negativity, but think they're giving off positivity. Oof. Those are usually the people that work with crystals and rely on tarot card readings. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just because all you right. shove a crystal up your ass does not make you a positive person. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying. They're like, make yeah. me happier. <laughs> I must be positive. Buy crystals. Those are the ones you know you see on like Facebook. Like, I don't have time for negativity in my life. It's like, oh, Karen, you're the one yeah. oozing the negativity. <laughs> well, I find the, I find the people who publicly it's the the great line from Game of Thrones: "A true king does not need to say he's a king." So yes. people who are like. I don't need drama in my life. You're like, mm, I, we know where it's originating from. We, we know where that's coming from. <laughs> if you exactly. have, if you have to say it, well, yeah, let's draw some Positive person. Yeah, <laughs> I, love I how always we're saying like this. to think I'm. I know this is. Hmm? A, uh, yeah, we're off on a tangent, but yeah, I I always <laughs> like to think that I'm a realist. I don't put myself as a, a negative <sighs> person or a positive person. I just keep it real. (laughs) So here's the thing. So I am definitely an optimist, like far more positive. Yeah. And I always say that realists are just pessimists in denial. Like people who self-identify as realists. (laughs) I don't think so. I think you can still be a realist and like an optimist as well, though. 
Because I think there's certain there's 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 a such thing as toxic positivity as well. The same as toxic negativity. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I still think I'm like a, a, a I have a positive outlook on life, but I think there's still certain scenarios that you just can't put a positive spin on. I'm sorry. And people that have well, po- yeah. uh, toxic positivity. Well, that's what I mean. What being a realist, though, that is being a realist. OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. I'll agree with that. I think. It, yeah. You just I don't know. I just know. Yeah. The toxic positivity people, which can also just be as dangerous when you're traveling, guys. <laughs> Oh, I think you have to. It's exhausting. Well, I think there's a difference between optimism and positivity, though. No. Uh, yeah. One's an outlook yeah. versus an approach. Would yeah. it be? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where we're we're mixing this up as well. Yeah. I think people know what we're saying. Do you think I'm a negative person? <laughs> no, I was just saying I always joke that people who call themselves realists are pessimists. I think you denial. do think I'm a negative person, but you're just toxic positive. Okay. All right. Thanks, realist Miss Realism. <laughs> yeah. Just just keeping it real. Um Okay, so my final one, which I found I actually I got a lot on this recent trip. Well, every trip, is a newfound respect for the planet. A re- renewed expect for, respect for the planet. I just find when you're on the road, like you really quickly realize that the most powerful thing is mother nature. Like you can research and you can plan and you can think you're an absolute expert on a country, but the planet and mother nature can like quickly undo all of that for you. So even like little obstacles while hiking, if there's like a tree falling down or volcanoes grounding airspace for weeks at a time. Yeah. What the earth can do in one place can completely affect you in another. And I find that is so humbling. So, like, on this trip, I did a lot of snorkeling, and I went with snorkeling with sea lions and sea turtles. And it's just that newfound respect for the ocean. So now mm-hmm. I've been binging, you know, ocean documentaries. And and I just, so when you get that new newfound respect, like, you're constantly trying to find ways, okay, what can I do in my everyday life that is better um, mm-hmm. to be a better person? So, yeah, how was that? Yeah. Nice. Cool. So we feel like changed people then through traveling. <laughs> I mean, I feel like now because like I've been tra- these big trips have been over a number of years. Maybe it's a slow change from that first initial trip, but um, yeah, just doing different things all the time, constantly pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and doing things that make you uncomfortable will continually make you a better person. And I think when people use those cliches like "oh, you know, travel changes you." Um, just think about how it actually changes you. Like, what does that mean? Let us know how travels changed you guys. And tell us about how your travels have changed you as a person. Yeah. How they tie into your everyday life, how you changed as a traveler when you're, you know, what are the, some of the things that you feel different about when, you know, you do your next trip, let us know. And maybe some of them aren't positive changes. We only talked about the positive ones today. True. There are definitely ways that it changes people not so positive. I, so I, I was talking about being a realist earlier. So sometimes. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks for listening. See, see.
see you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. 